Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Cloud overhead, hoping that I break that. Won't get a hold, won't determine fate now. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat, where things are finally picking up. But of course, as always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo, brought to you by the beautiful Believe Network. And we're coming to you today with another solo episode as we still try to get things figured out with real schedule. Of course, my dog is busy, but we've been in touch. He wants to get back on and we will certainly have a lot to talk about as things have finally picked up with your favorite basketball organization coming to you live right after the Miami Heat beat the Giannis List Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and at the end of the game, when uh, Will Manso was talking to Gabe Vincent, Manso was saying this team is giving him gray hairs. And Will Manso, I am with you. This team is in clutch game after clutch game, more than I can ever remember, uh, which seems the complete opposite of last year. If I'm remembering correctly, it seemed like every single game was a blowout one way or another. But uh, yeah. I mean, also, I guess maybe some of my gray hairs are from the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> not not all of them, but but definitely a lot of them. Uh, I was actually, uh, I was saying last pod how they were stressing me out. I was actually at the game versus the Jets where they did clinch their playoff spot. My God, was that the ugliest game of all time? Before the meaningless safety, it was 9-6. to six, All field goals. Tony Sperano's up there in heaven smiling down on us. Uh, the ugliest game ever. Skylar Thompson is terrible. Uh, and it was fun. I mean, we celebrated at the game, but now we have to go into Buffalo with an inevitable doom of losing by no less than 30. I don't even think Dr. Strange sees any scenario in which the Miami Dolphins get a win in Buffalo, but whatever. They made the playoffs. Uh, obviously most important thing is that Tua gets healthy. He seemed to be in good spirits on the sideline, but enough of the Miami Dolphins. We have a really great to uh i mean i guess above average to great heat team to talk about uh i want to start by talking about some of these games that uh, happened since the last episode so we had two more games on the west coast road trip the first one uh since the last pod was against the los angeles lakers which my god was that the worst loss of the season we saw because we just played the lakers about a week prior we saw how awful that lakers team is so you telling me we was facing them with no lebron this time and of course, no Anthony Davis because that man is street clothes, Mr. 46. He never plays. Out four to six weeks, hence the nickname. <laughs> but uh, I still knew the Heat would lose going into it. I even told uh, my dad and all my boys, Susan, this is the thing I do. Anytime a star player is out on the other team, I immediately text everyone and say, Heat about to lose tonight. I'm not the only one who does that. Definitely a thing on Heat Twitter because they always do lose. So while I was very mad and disappointed the Heat lost to that terrible Lakers team, I wasn't surprised. I mean, that being said, that he just did beat the Bucks, like I was saying, without Giannis. Uh, so there's some positivity there. But good thing about the Lakers game, Bam was awesome. He had 30 and 13. You love to see it. We've been saying all year how the progressions that Bam has taken has been the most encouraging thing about this season because everything else has just been kind of mediocre. Uh, but unfortunately, the Heat were not able to hold Dennis Schroeder into check, who had 32 points. <clears throat> completely took over the fourth quarter, which was crazy 
because the dude sprained his ankle like late in the third or early in the fourth and it was a bad sprain like i'm talking 90 degree uh ankle i've done that before i'm a hooper <laughs> like you know like uh, i've been telling y'all when i sprained my ankle boy i cannot walk so the fact that that man was blowing past everybody oladipo couldn't guard him jimmy couldn't guard him now those guys were gambling a little too much but they could not stay in front of schroeder so at the end of the day, I just want to give him credit. Uh, he played a phenomenal. Thomas Bryant killed us always. He kept finding himself switched on to Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero. That's the problem with this team is obviously they have no size. And anytime Bam's on the perimeter, you know their big is going to get the rebound if they miss the shot because the Heat just have no size whatsoever, ever. So Thomas Bryant was great. He had 21. And worst loss of the season because I think that Lakers team sucks. And they obviously had no stars. And he lost. But fortunately, the next game, which was the last game on the road trip, their Miami Heat beat the Phoenix Suns to close the road trip 3-2, and two, which I said prior to the road trip, I would be thrilled with a 3-2 and two trip. It was a little disappointing considering after the loss in Denver, which we didn't expect to win, it was almost looking like they could have rolled off four straight, especially when, like I said, they should have beat the Lakers. But we done talking about that game. But I guess if you just want to look at the road trip as a whole, Three and two, definitely something I was happy with. And of course, the story of that Suns game was Victor Oladipo with 26 points, or I guess as Eric Reed would like to call him, Victor Oladipo. I'm not sure how how I feel about that. Eric's had a couple things uh, that he'd been trying recently, and in one of the games they just had on the road, it might have been that one. I forget, but they were doing one of those things where if the opponent misses two free throws in the fourth, you get a free chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A or something. Uh, and Bam sank it, and uh, Eric Reed pulled out the uh, no cluck because there was a bucket. I I don't know. Eric, <laughs> I like I like Eric still having fun. You know he been doing this thirty five years, so he's trying to find ways to keep himself entertained. But that <laughs> that wasn't it. I do love my guys though. The Heat actually had a couple national TV games this week. I think with the Nets and OKC. Uh, but of course, I wasn't watching that. I was watching my boys Crotty and E. Reed on Bally Sports, except the OKC game. I think that was TNT only. Uh, but anyways, uh, they finally came back home, played the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I was going to feel really good if the Heat got this win, the fact that they can compete with a Brooklyn team that was so, so, so hot. Unfortunately, I know the Nets just lost a few games ago. I wanted to break their streak. But regardless, we all know that team's been playing well, even though I think they're a bunch of frauds, the Nets. Uh, they do not scare me come playoff time. I will say that every single episode. I do respect KD. It's just everybody else on that roster I don't trust. I don't trust Kyrie to stay healthy. Ben Simmons, he speaks for himself. He's terrible. But uh, yeah, I think they're postseason frauds. But I would have felt good beating them in the regular season. They've been balling. Late in the game, Jimmy falls back on uh, KD's legs. Unintentionally, of course. Uh, KD goes out. That becomes a game you got to win. Instead, it turned into one of the worst endings I've ever seen. Kyrie took a god-awful shot for some reason for the win from like 35 feet out. Misses, but Royce O'Neal gets the rebound because the Heat didn't have anybody out there that was over 6-6, I guess. Uh, And then they got the rebound. He put it in. They took the lead. Couple seconds left. uh, Heat ball, swings into Jimmy, gets absolutely brutally attacked by Royce O'Neal. But of course, no foul. And everybody's saying, wait to see the two-minute report and blah, blah, blah. Like, we're that supposed to make us feel better? And I'm saying... You think they're going to admit that that was a bad no call? So no, of course of course they're going to say that Royce O'Neal had legal guarding position. And that's exactly what they said, which that's just crap. 
honestly, he jumped forward. He jumped from point A to point B, two completely different spots. His arms were not straight up. That is one of the worst no calls that I've ever seen in my entire life. Jimmy Butler should have been going to the line for two, and he should have won that game. But I don't, I don't want to get mad at the officiating either because for the most part, I'm part of the camp that says you shouldn't have put, you shouldn't have put yourself in a position to let the game get determined by the refs. Uh, and the thing that I like best is after the game, Jimmy Butler said he didn't get fouled. He should have made the shot. That's why I love Jimmy Butler. God, I cannot stand players like Kyle Lowry and therefore Kyle Lowry, who all they do is complain. And what's unfortunate is that you see they, they do seem to get a lot of calls most of the time. You wish the refs would respect Jimmy Butler, a guy who never, ever complains. But no, instead he gets screwed instead of getting rewarded for being the nice guy out there with regards to the officiating. But uh, I do love that about Jimmy. Literally one of the few superstars who does not complain about the officiating. I mean, well, obviously we see LeBron do it all the time. We see Luka do it all the time. We'll see Giannis get teed up for yelling. Uh, so I really respect about Jimmy Butler. Uh, and part of the reason, you know, he's one of my favorite players. But terrible loss. Uh, not only did Jimmy not get the call at the end, but Bam went out for hurting his hand. And then Tyler slipped on that very last play. Landed awkwardly. He said he just slipped and he'd be fine, but he hasn't played yet. They're calling it uh, Achilles soreness. I'm assuming that was related to that fall. He's missed the, the following two games, I think. Uh, but this last game versus the Bucks, he would have missed anyways because shout out to him and Katya. They just gave, uh, or she just gave birth to his second child, uh, Harlem Hero. So shout out to Tyler Hero. I'm really proud of him. And that's just really something awesome. So hopefully he gets to spend, you know, some time home with his kid and, and rest up and heal up also. And then we can see him back as soon as possible. But that's awesome. Really happy for them. So then after the next game, they played the Oklahoma City Thunder. Four starters were out. You had all the starters gone except for Jimmy. Jimmy had a monster game, 35 points. We all know 23 of those 35 was from the free throw line. And, of course, the Heat broke the record for most free throws without a miss. Uh, they were 40 of 40. Crazy game, though. Actually, very, very exciting as could be for a free throw fest uh, because Jimmy had the and one at the end, and he needed the free throw for the win. And I said, God, if they are 39 for 39 and he misses the game winner, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be Miami Heat basketball? But, no. Jimmy made it. They got the record. Uh, and then uh, Shai Gilgis, who was awesome, by the way. I've loved him when he was with the Clippers. Uh, I was right about him. That's all I'm trying to say. I knew that boy was going to be good, and he is a superstar. But he did miss the game there at the end, took a tough side step three, uh, drew front iron, and the Heat were able to walk away with a win. It was really, really nice seeing Jamal King get a ton of minutes, uh, and he played really well, had a uh, career-high 12 points, hit a huge three in the corner. And he was saying the OKC bench was screaming, he can't shoot, as uh, Kane went and splashed it. So, so you love to see that. Uh, of course, Kane got so many minutes because they only had nine guys going in. And then Deadman's dumbass wants to slap the massage gun, land on the court mid-play. And he got himself ejected very early into the game. Only played five minutes, but still somehow was a minus 27. I don't know how he does it other than he's terrible. But we'll get into Dwayne Deadman uh, after we discuss this next game. So... Like I said, it is currently 10 p.m. on Thursday. You'll probably listen to this on Friday. But the Miami Heat just beat the Milwaukee Bucks without Giannis, something they, of course, had to do. That team was also missing Chris Middleton. He's been missing some time. Uh, so the Heat got the win, although Javon Carter tried to do his best random scrub Heat Keller impression. He was awesome. He had 18. Uh, and the Heat were terrible initially. They only had 14 first quarter points, which was god-awful. 
But they had a really nice second quarter and a really nice second half to follow that. Jimmy was awesome. Bam was awesome. He came back from the hand injury looking great, had 24 points, and most importantly, gave Vincent career-high 28 points. He was phenomenal. I bet the gave Vincent over, and he got his career high. Ain't that something? Usually, it's the opposite. Now, it doesn't matter because I did a two-player parlay with him and Bobby Portis, who was terrible, and he usually kills the heat. So as much as I want to be happy that he was finally terrible for once, I did lose my my bet on uh, the unsponsored player prop betting app who doesn't pay me, so I will not say their name. But uh, that was nice. He got the win. They are finally three games over 500, their largest uh, or best win percentage this year. And by the way, the Heat broke another record tonight. They made 55 consecutive free throws between the last game and this game. Pretty neat. I think they ended up missing late, so the, the record does not continue. But if you're going to be a team that does not shoot the three ball well, uh, making your free throws is one way to combat that. So shout out to them. But like I said, three games over 500 with a very tough game coming up next on Saturday versus the Milwaukee Bucks. You assume Giannis is back. He was only out tonight for soreness. That's AKA rest on the second night of a back-to-back for them. Uh, it will be very hard for the Heat to win just because the way the NBA is doing these schedules now uh, nowadays with the baseball style series where you play a team back to back it's hard to win both games now it will be obviously a little bit of a different team they'll have Giannis maybe he will have Hero but I'm looking forward to it uh I'm glad to see Bam came back because if they had to face a Bucks team without Bam can you imagine what Giannis would do to us (laughs) if he had oh I guess Highsmith's been okay but when Highsmith is out if he has Struess guarding him if he has Jamal Cain guarding him it would not be pretty Orlando Robinson was was pretty good all week, too. So that's a good transition, though, into the next topic, which is Dwayne Dedman, who people have said this over, uh, I guess, over the last couple of days. To be honest, I go back and forth, but I think I agree that I believe Dwayne Dedman has played his last game in a Miami Heat jersey. He has been terrible all year. One of the worst players I've ever seen, which is weird because he was a fan favorite like two years ago, uh, but it became apparent very quick why he was on his couch, why they, why the Heat were able to pick him up out of nowhere. I guess he was good just because he was well-rested, but it's very clear at this point in time his body can't keep up with an NBA season, uh, and he's terrible. He can play 12 minutes, and the amount of damage he does in 12 minutes is ridiculous. I was saying in the beginning of the season that, yeah, I know Dem is not great, had a bad playoffs. But in 12 minutes a night, he can provide some energy and it won't hurt you. My God, was I wrong. He will be a minus 40 in 12 minutes. Now, obviously, I'm exaggerating, but that's what it feels like. Uh, and especially with, since the emergence of Orlando Robinson over these last couple of weeks, we're all saying, why, Spo, why are you still giving dead minutes? And then we finally saw Spo start to kind of take away those dead minutes. He got a couple P, uh, DMPs in the last week. But of course, he had to play that game versus OKC because everybody else was hurt. And then he does that thing with the massage gun. He, him and Spo, Deadman and Spo got into some kind of spat on the bench. And uh, Karan Butler was involved too. I don't know what it was about. Maybe Spo was just saying, yo, Deadman, you are absolutely terrible. And Deadman didn't like that. It's the truth, but sure. And then he was storming to the tunnel, slapped the massage gun on the court. And as Stan Van Gundy said to commentate that night, that's ridiculous. That's inexcusable. On a night that your team has nine players, you cannot be acting like that. Uh, so... I already think he was kind of losing his rotation spot before that. And then obviously that's a very bad look. And if Spo ever wanted a reason to keep him out, that would be it. 
Not to mention we're only three days away from the January 15th uh, deadline where, I guess not a deadline, but it's the date where all those people that signed are now eligible to be traded. Uh, there was a date in December for a certain type of contract, and now January 15th is basically everybody else. That includes Dwayne Dedman. I don't think we'll see him traded immediately, but he's very clearly one of the trade targets that you know the Heat, uh, I think most Heat fans expect to be gone by the actual trade deadline, which is in February 9th, which is rapidly approaching too. So I personally believe that uh, Dedman will be gone. Uh, if the Heat don't acquire anybody at the trade deadline, at least they have Victor Oladipo, who may be saving the Heat season. We did discuss him last pod, and I said if he can keep this up, it can really bring this team to another level, and he has. He had another really, really great week. Nothing too much to say new about him, but I just wanted to bring it up because he's been awesome. The offense has still been there. Shooting a little too many threes for me still, but he shot them very well over the last week still. Uh, I'm not sure what his percentage is over the last couple weeks, but I know it's not bad. Uh, Still has a couple air balls now and then because he'll take some wild step backs. Not really his game, but shout out to Depot, man. Another very, very solid week. If he can keep stringing these together, he will be, he's a monster addition to this team. We said that three years in a row that he is the Heat's, you know, draft pick or he's the Heat's trade deadline pickup because he was either coming back from injury or they did get him from trade. Uh, And obviously he couldn't stay healthy. Uh, But at this rate, he's looking like he can be a really big piece come playoff time. And hopefully the Heat can get their act together, get themselves out of that playing or out of that playing spot. I think they're like two back of six now, which was the Indiana Pacers, at least last I checked, uh, which was before the games tonight. But they're still there. If they can string together some wins, get up to six, five, maybe even four because it's all so close. They would need to go on a, a, a really big run, I think, because I don't think the teams above them are are losing. They've been pretty consistent. But if they can do that, that's best case scenario. Just don't get in that playing game. Just You have no chance of making it out of the first round, I think, because I don't think they're that good a team as it is. I don't think they're going to make it out of the first round as it is, unless they play Brooklyn. <laughs> so adding the playing game would just be a whole other thing of difficulty. And anything can happen, of course, in those kind of one-off games. So the last topic I want to talk about is my guy, Adam Barai, over there, we boys over on the Basement Sports Network. If you ask him, he would tell you that he hates my guts, but that's because we cool like that. Anyways... Adam Arai dropped the rumor uh, report this week that the Miami Heat are very interested in trading with the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, there's been a couple names that we've heard back and forth. Essentially, the Mavericks have some bad contracts and Davis Bertans, Tim Hardaway Jr. And guess what? The Heat have some bad contracts and Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson. Now, of course, both of these teams want to get off those players respectively just because of the bad deals. I actually think the Heat deals are a little bit worse. Uh, Robinson's deal is a little bit longer than Breton's, I believe. Uh, I don't have the numbers up in front of me, but that would essentially be the trade. Now, you're looking at shedding salary if you're in Miami and getting two guys out of here who haven't been performing that well. And you hope that you get back, one, Adavis Breton's, who was a great shooter at one point. That's why he got paid. And he's obviously trailed off a little bit like Duncan. Now, Duncan's not even playing. I think Bertans is playing. I don't know. God knows I'm not watching Dallas Mavericks basketball. I mean, I guess I should because that boy Luca been that boy Luca been good. He been on one. Uh, but I just be watching his highlights. I'm not watching much outside the Miami Heat because they got they're just so exciting as it is. I lied. They're they're terrible. Well, I guess the clutch games are fun. 
Anyways, uh, you'd obviously be looking back to get Bertans and hoping that the change of scenery is good for him. And then you also would get, of course, back Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back home where, of course, his dad played and has his jersey retired. And how cool would it be to see Tim Hardaway Jr. rocking those retro jerseys? Then you got that old school white Miami Heat jersey with the Hardaway Jr. on the back. That would be awesome. He's definitely a guy that could light it up. And they are last in the league in bench scoring. They're literally last in the league. Not surprising since they basically took Tyler Hero off the bench and replaced him or, you know, swapped him and Struess. And Struess has had not so great a year. Uh, so be, I think the fit-wise is nice. Not to mention Davis Bertans is 6'10". Maybe you could run him at power forward. Maybe it's something they'd want to experiment with to stretch the floor. Uh, and I think a change of scenery can be good for both of those guys. So just an idea. Uh, like I said, you'd be shedding salary if you're in Miami. And just most Heat fans aren't happy with Lowry and Duncan. And just getting them off the team would be a win in of itself. Uh, there's a bunch of more trade stuff and rumors that have been discussed. But we're still little less than a month from the trade deadline so i'll be sure to have plenty of trade related episodes as we get closer to that but for now that's all i got for y'all man thanks for tuning in if you listen in on apple Podcasts or spotify or any other podcast platform well i guess that's the only option because i'm actually not recording this video version too <laughs> but if you are listening on the uh the audio side make sure to leave five stars if you haven't already uh and if you didn't enjoy this podcast you could leave five star anyways because I'd appreciate it. Or why don't you send me a tweet at Anthony D underscore Heat? Let me know what you think we can do better, man. I'm always out there trying to uh, appeal and uh, appeal to the audience and take the constructive criticism well. Uh, you could also let me know your thoughts on the Heat. I guess your thoughts on Deadman and the uh, Dallas Mavericks trade idea. I was curious what y'all think about that. You could tweet me at Anthony D underscore Heat or also at Believe Sports. We like to get the conversation going. I like to interact with y'all more because other than that, that's all I got for y'all, man. We see, uh, I'll see y'all sometime next week with an episode. Hopefully, the heat can keep this thing going. We'll see, but I'm out. Look, pull up in the city, trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.